You can't really be in Cork and not interacting and engaging with the river in some way, shape, or form. It's our biggest natural amenity that we have here, and it's it's a real treasure. It's really special. It's underutilized. Cork is the Lee explores the role of the river in the life of the city and county. Each episode considers a different theme taking us on a journey along the river and through Cork's social, cultural and natural heritage. It, it is quite fun and peaceful. And, you know, and I suppose on the water, you're not going to bring your phone either. So it's just a nice way to get away from your phone, I think, as well. And just, you know, chill out with nature and just the sound of the water, you know. Megan Cronin shares a sense of what it is like to kayak on the River Lee. She highlights how it is a very peaceful setting. Being on the river allows people to enter into a different pace where the flow and currents of the channels lead you, presenting serene opportunities. This episode focuses on our connections with the river by experiencing it from on the surface or on the banks. Despite everything else going on in the city, the traffic, the rushing, the noises, the river itself passes, threading its own course. By being on, or by the river, we can feel affinities to it, a sense that links us with its calming presence. Talking with Cork Folklore Project, Tom Spaulding discusses his perspective from canoeing on the Lee. Yeah, I used to canoe quite a lot on the Lee 20 odd years ago and you get a totally different view mm. of the journey sometimes the river runs close to the road and it's noisy and loud and then you kind of you go around a bend you go 100 yards on the road you hear the birds singing you see the kingfishers and stuff and you're in a different country really you canoe down the Lee from the Angler's Rest into town there's a point at which you see the um, county hall and it's just sticking out of the trees. You can't see any other buildings. You just see the county hall and you're just coming in. It's, a, it's staggering. You're just, just shimmering there in the sunshine. You know, and then as you get closer, you start seeing the old mental hospital and the waterworks and other parts of the city. And it's a great way of coming into Cork. By far the nicest way to enter Cork is, is by river from, from, from the west. But yeah, the kingfishers are just amazing, amazing things to see. What is it about them? They're much, they seem much bigger than they really are. Uh, they're only about the size of a robin, so they're about what, eight centimetres, nine centimetres long. But because they're electric blue and they move so quickly, they appear to be the size of a crow or something. You see this silver, this blue, bluey orange dart. And uh, they could be sitting on a branch for God knows how long, and you never spot them, even though they're bright blue. But when they move, you just see this bullet of iridescent blue. You don't forget it, it's just really nice. Ted O'Sullivan outlines the background to Mehelmara and Navoga Kirky, Cork's Curragh Rowing Club and Rowing on the Lee around Cork Harbour. Then they set up 
um, a club called Navoga Kirky for rowing Navogues. I used to go rowing and then I got sucked into Mahalmara and I was on the board for a few years. Yeah, it was incorporated, it was turned into a company, not limited guarantee. Navoga Kirky then was registered as a club mm. and then you could get insurance for it because that was a big deal, you know. I mean, you have to have insurance in, in Ireland, litigious Ireland of today. But we used to row down the river and then we'd, when the tide would be coming you'd go up say to Glenmire up the Ashaboy River and another time then we went into up the Douglas River right up into as far as Douglas and then tide turn you can back out again before you get caught in the mud but with the tide if you keep the channel with the tide behind you like just, just like cycling downhill it's easy because when you try to row against the tide that's when you find out what you know even with a Corrock Nevo which has you know a very smooth bottom and mm. no keel still going against the tide is hard where, where else? We went to, oh yeah, we had the wrong Great Island Race. It used to be run by as part of Cove Regatta. So the Navy folks used to row on that. It's amazing to see it from a different place. And then up the river, we used to row up the River Lee. We regularly went as far as the uh, Lee Mall things. That would be a standard. There's a weir just up there, the old distillery weir. If you got it just right, come in with the coming tide, and if there was a lot of water in the river, you could get beyond that weir and up to the Maradike. Okay. But that... They were taking a chance then because the tide turned, you could get caught on that weir coming down, and you don't want to rub a Nevogue off a weir. Mm, that's the end of Nevogue, and you will be swimming, you know. Uh, on the South Channel, we just go all the way up there to the weir just at the at Wandsworth's Quay. That's, um, we got beyond it a few times, and we got up as far as the River Lee Hotel, and there's another weir then beyond the River Lee Hotel where the old railway bridge is. Never got beyond that, hmm. but a number of occasions, all right. The, Boats were turned over on the weir at Wandsworth Quay. That's the one just between Wandsworth Quay and Lancaster Quay. Yeah. As you go over that bridge there, it's on your right. So I think that we stopped that and we said, no, we can't go beyond that unless we, you know, have a supporting boat and all the rest of it. Yeah, the channels are a challenge. We, we did a canoeing thing then, trip through. There were still a lot of the old back channels, a few of them still left. The one in behind where Driverly Hotel is, when mm-hmm. went to still juries, that channel that came down behind Saint Dal's was still there, and we canoed through all those on on um, kayaks, just to do it. Not long after we did it, I'd say we did it twice. They just they filled them in. Okay. You know. Yeah. Corkham Navigation, a guide to circumnavigating Cork City, produced by Mehilmara, helps those in kayaks and small craft to successfully row or paddle along the North Channel and South Channel, traditionally called the River Sauron, by using tides that are high enough to get boats over the numerous weirs, but low enough to make it under all the bridges. Megan Cronin recently completed the Corkham Navigation and describes her experience. I think I was, at first I was actually terrified to do it in case I'd fall into it because like, it's the river like we actually went on the Corkham navigation trip around the city so you start up the fields and you go down kayaking through the city and that that was pretty cool but you could see the water get progressively dirtier as you went through the city and it was a really good experience to see Cork from the river and under all through the bridges the kind of tunnels that are closed up so it's kind of cool to see like bits of the history of Cork when you're on the river at uh, the parts that you know Joya Kuhn, festival manager at Cork Harbour Festival and Ocean to City, similarly recounts the unique perspective of the city that rowing on the Lee offers. Get an opportunity to be on the river and to experience the river from 
a different angle really. Some of my favorite times to be on the river is is early in the morning. It's lovely to row up river through Cork City, right through the city center when the city is still waking. Um, particularly in the darker months of the year, you're there, you start rowing in the dark and you see the sun rising and it, start, it starts to get light. Quite often as well, it's the sunniest time in the winter. It's the sunniest time of the day because the sun rises just under the clouds and then it rises above the clouds and then it's, you get your usual cloudy kind of day. Padraig O'Donoghue, in an interview from the Cork Folklore Project, gives a sense of what it is like to be on the Lee in the city. It doesn't matter where you are, even in the city, in the middle of the city, when you're on the water, you're in a totally different place. You're not linked to them. You're in your own space. You've command of that space. You're not part of the madding crowd. You are this independent entity on the water. You're seeing the city from a different perspective as well. So it's just a completely different relationship with the city. Even in the city, it's like this as well, because in Cork, you're up the South Channel, you're among buildings for a while, you're, you're, you're in the heart of the city from, say, Sullivan's Quay, and you're working your way up with the tide, as the tide, say, rises, and you pass through buildings and traffic and streets, and then you going to just woodland and you come out again at Victoria Cross and you're back in traffic and all. So you go into this very natural place and the same on the North Channel, once you pass beyond the Mercy, you're then into this beautiful green, like there's no city there. If you're, say, on big open stretches uh, on the lakes, say, uh, on the Lee, it's kind of different again. You can, you can row for a long time uh, in clear, wa- clear water and really feel yourself putting the distance. Chris Moody, local activist, describes his love of the River Bride, which flows through Blackpool before entering the Lee underground near Camden Place. I was always aware of it being there and the sound, I could hear it at night when it would flow, you know, when the river would be particularly heavy flowing, I'd be able to hear it from from the bedroom window. I was aware there were flooding issues and we had a number of uh, serious flooding incidents in Blackpool. When I say serious, uh, losses of uh, stock, the village was badly flooded. What got me interested was the plans proposed to deal with the flooding in Blackpool. In my area particularly, the stretch of river there, uh, the OBW proposed to just cover that over entirely. You often hear dumping, dumping is a problem, which it is it's a major problem in that stretch of river. You know, it's just every week this stuff goes into it and I myself have done a number of cleanups in that stretch. There's a difference to having stuff chucked in the river and there's a difference to it being polluted. I did two uh, kick surveys with an ecologist and um, the river is pretty healthy, you know. There's... These underwater field recordings taken at Proby's Key and Sullivan's Key offer a brief view into the richness of the river as it flows by us every day.
The annual Ocean to City race is another great example of a project that helps build on Cork's maritime and river heritage. Yoya Kuhn, who organises the event, talks about race and its role in attracting both local and international visitors. Ocean to City is the biggest multi-craft race in Ireland. There is over 600 people that take part in it. And we'll have, on the day, we'll have 250 to 300 boats on the water. It starts in Crosshaven. Most people will start in Crosshaven. And they'll row across about 28 kilometres all the way down into the city, or up into the city, I should say. It's it's a big rowing and paddling race. There's lots of Keurigs that take part in it. There's also uh, timber boats. There's uh, fiberglass boats. There's uh, kayaks, canoes. There's even sandal paddle boards and dragon boats. So it's, it's, a, it's really like, it's a big mix of boats and lots of different people come from all over Cork, from all over Ireland from the UK, from Holland, from Spain, from France, from the US. So it's it's quite a big event. Maeve Higgins, comedian, fellow podcaster and political activist, reflects on growing up in Cove on Great Island, surrounded by the waters of Cork Harbour and the Lee. This is Maeve Higgins and I grew up in Cove, which I believe is surrounded by the Lee as it filters out to fill the Greater Harbour area. But growing up on an island, even though it's one that's really connected, has definitely left me with a love for the water and some really crazy memories that I think... I think our memories, I don't think I imagined um, in Cuskini Beach one day, all these mackerel, I suppose, were partying really hard and trying to mate and um, eventually throwing themselves actually out of the water. It was kind of amazing to see all these silvery flashes just right up close to the shore. Um, And people were just catching them with their hands. So... Yeah, I think the Lee has played a big role, um, especially when I was growing up. Um, we loved going down to the Strand and swimming, um, but I definitely would think I'm more of a sea person than a river person. But it has to start somewhere. <laughs> the river encourages a different type of being. It is a parallel space with its own rhythms and patterns established by nature the meetings of atmosphere and earth. We are drawn to the water. It is cooling and refreshing. The marina, the Lee Fields, Fitzgerald's Park are all popular recreational and relaxing areas centred on the Lee. Cork needs more amenities to enable more people access the river, to be on it and to appreciate the city from its distinct perspective. These facilities would benefit visitors and locals alike. Most of us experience the Lee passing by on the quays or negotiating traffic on the bridges. But there is a whole world waiting us on and through the channels. It is up to each of us, and for the community as a whole, to decide if and how we should encourage being on and with the Lee. Cork is the Lee is co-created by myself, Richard Scriven, probably the only Doctor of Geography you know with funding from Cork City Council's Local Heritage Grant 2019. It includes original music and recordings by Claire Layton, field recordings made and edited by Vicky Langan, independent artist, narration assistance by Ruth Harrington and Ashling White, 
and production assistance from Joe Kiley. Thanks to all those who were involved and made the podcast possible, including Councillor Kieran McCarthy, Dr Sarah Thalen and Joya Kuhn, whose voices you hear in the introduction to this episode, and Maya Thomas for the branding and cover design. Cork is the Lee is a component of the Literal Space podcast. For more information, check out Twitter at Literal Space or Instagram at Literal Spaces. This podcast is shared under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International Licence, which means you can remix, tweak and build upon this work for non-commercial purposes as long as you credit us and license your new creations under the same terms. Except for the recordings from the Cork Folklore Project, who retain the copyright for those materials.